Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the OrcoCast. My name is the Orcosaurus, and in this podcast, I'm talking to indie game developers about their games and the video game industry in general. So, if you like my show, then please consider subscribing on YouTube, thumb the video up, ring the bell, leave a comment, and if you're listening to one of the many podcast platforms, please consider us giving a review. And if you want to support us, please check out our Patreon. Thank you, everyone, and now on to the show. Here we go. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Arcocast. With me today is Matteo from Sorrow Arts Game. Matteo, welcome. Tell us hey, a little hey. bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, my name is Matteo and I am a 19-year-old solo game dev from Germany. Today I'm here to talk about my co- my company and my game and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm living in Germany, exactly in uh, Merth. It's a small city in uh, North Rhine-Westphalia. And uh, my interests and hobbies are developing games, programming, drawing, and going outside for a walk. Sounds good to me. So, first question, most important question. How did you get into game development? I always loved video games. When I was a kid, I played games on my Nintendo DS, and I loved gaming, uh, like, every day in my life. I I play video games almost every day and I really love it. But uh, due to the coronavirus back in 2020 when the schools closed down, I wanted to learn a new hobby. So I I dived into programming and want to learn game development because I saw saw some really inspiring videos about game development in the internet on YouTube and I wanted to try it myself. So I, uh, before game development, just like like to draw. I draw a lot, like portrait. I went outside, drew the nature and animals, and when I was bored at home due to the quarantine, I just dived into programming, and it was a really great thing, and I love it. Okay, that's that's good. So when you when you first made that decision, um, because corona lockdown and everything so just for our audience who are not from germany uh back in 2020 and 2021 we had a huge lockdown here schools were closed universities were closed it was like nothing going on and so a lot of people got bored and picked up new hobbies i probably know that a lot of you also uh like from abroad had that issue but we we i feel like it was also a very german thing that we just locked everything down like everything so when the lockdown first hit you said okay i want to be a game dev how um did you have any any aspirations before the lockdown already or was it like an epiphany uh, at the start of the lockdown that you said yes i need to be a game dev to be honest it started like due to the lockdown so i haven't thought about programming and developing games before that i was fully focused on school and uh, like i spent a lot of time with drawing and i never thought about programming and i was really uh, afraid of math back then uh, so i, re- I really uh, was really bad at math- mathematics and um, I'm also um, still not the best there, but like through programming, I learned a lot and then I improved my school uh, grades through programming. So it's really great. And um, like the the carotene gave me the final boost, I would say, because 
back before I wanted to make something with games, I wanted to draw draw for video game companies and make some probably concept art for that. But this was was just a raw thought, so I, I haven't uh, like um, made this decision back then. But through, I was uh, home like for one month uh, or two months back then due to the quarantine, so I just uh, wanted to learn programming and I I did it then. It was a final boost, I would say, and also like the first thing I um, I really f- could focus on something because I ha- hadn't go to school I spent a lot of time at home and I could really dive into it deeply okay and what um, or, or which engine or which programming language did you pick up to to learn back then I started with game maker 2 I bought the license for like I think a year back then but sadly it was really frustrating for me because I haven't programmed a line of code before it was a really tough start so I uh, like I programmed for three or four weeks I made a small prototype with the learning uh, tools on the on the website from GameMaker and it really felt like magic for me it really uh, was an awesome feeling to play my own game back then it was just something like I think a snake game a re- plastic snake snake game so nothing special but it was really awesome to see the character move and like it was my own code i written um But back then I wanted to make some more things. I wanted to implement my, my own ideas into a game. But this was a really bad decision for me personally because it was really hard to learn more. And like um, I couldn't use tutorials for that. I had to learn myself and had to try my try to implement my own ideas. And um, then after like two weeks of development, I quit game dev for one month. I took a break and uh, continued to draw a lot, went out for walks. But But um, like one month later, after the small break, I found Unity. I found a really good tutorial from Brackies, and it was like it was like magic for me. The tutorial because uh, he explains the things so well, and I really n- knew how to learn from myself after this video. So I really knew how to learn my, on my own without any tutorials. So this tutorial gave me the idea to learn from my own and just dive into the engine try to like use the components so i wouldn't be fixed on the tutorial i could like try myself and try it out like freestyling if you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean uh so you i mean you're self-taught essentially yes Uh, yeah, so if you look back on that teaching yourself the engine and everything, uh, would you personally change something or would you just say, yeah, I, I had like all the experience so far that I had was a good experience because I personally ne- needed it that way or would you change anything? I would say it was a really good decision to look back to because like teaching it myself I wasn't dependent on any tutorials. I, I, when I started programming, I had this problem when I wanted to program, uh, like copy, copy the tutorial I found in the internet with the tower defense game, and it has like 30, 30 episodes. But after like 21 episodes, when the game was still unfinished and not playable, the tutorials ended. I think he took it, uh, took it down the tutorial series, and so I wasted like two months or two, one month of development because I couldn't finish it on my own because uh, this tutorial was really 
like not for beginners. The 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 syntax and the the whole scripting was really really I, I would say was not made for beginners and it was not a beginner tutorial because it was really complex. Like the, the structures and the code language, the, the the whole code was really really um, not for beginners, as I said. And um, so I wasted uh, one or two months developing this game, this unfinished game. I never uh, went back to the game. Um, to be honest, I would definitely try to make the idea again. So I would definitely try to restart the whole project because I really lo loved the idea back then. And I really uh, think it is a really interesting idea. But um, like after that, I decided to just uh, skip tutorials and just um, just dive into it on my own. So I, so I don't want to use any tutorials after that. I just want to, maybe if I want to know how to use text, I would go to Google and research uh, Unity text component. And then I would find anything I need on uh, some for forums online. Or for example, another really great thing I um, encountered back then was the community discord. Back then it was only Brecky's community discord, but there were people who also like want to learn games development and you could also like motivate each other and this gave me a huge motivation boost to share my progress on my own games there and get some real feedback from real human not on the internet not uh, on youtube videos for example so i could like go to one v one uh, one on one chats and i could like call them it was a really helpful community and i really loved it back then but after like two or three months then I like uh, hadn't time to focus that because I uh, like school was really serious back then with uh, my like uh, graduation. So I had to f uh, focus on school and just could develop games on the evenings and hadn't time to hang out in Discord. So I just was a lone wolf I would say. So I just was behind my, um, behind my computer and tried to make anything on myself. So you are currently working on Maki's Adventure, which is also basically your first game. Tell us a little bit about, what, what is it about? Maki's Adventure is an action platformer with a pixel art design. So um, the, the special things about the game is for example that you can transform into a shark, like you can transform into three different shark types. The, the reef shark, he has a really strong bite and can bite through enemies and uh, bite through like iron chains to uh, solve puzzles for example. The second shark is the hammerhead shark and this shark is like really bulky and he can um, like storm through broken stone walls and destroy them. Um, and the third shark is the mecho shark. The mecho shark is the fastest shark and he has a speed boost. And the special thing about it is that, that these sharks are like, they exist in real life too. So every ability I, I like uh, implement in the game is like inspired from real life. So for example, the mecho shark is uh, in real life also the fastest shark uh, in the water. And um, also another special thing about the game is that it combines 2D and 3D. So like it's uh, more like a Zelda-like game. The, the inspiration is Zelda Wind Waker and um, you, you know what, uh, the game it's like a big ocean world with many different islands and like these dungeon islands and I really loved this uh, back then when I played it in 2011 I think and uh, I really wanted to get this uh, this feature into my game too, so I implemented a 3D hub world. So you switch between the 2D dungeon islands and like you travel between the islands 
in your three-dimensional di three hub world. And this hub world also has a pixelation shader, I code it, and it's really what makes the game unique because it's not 2D and not 3D only, it's like both. And of course the shark transformation in a platformer. And like this tr shark transformation is also like the thing that hooks the people immediately. So when they watch the trailer, they just like uh, keep watching it because like I get so many comments that this is so satisfying and I uh, spent so much time into making this trans transformation satisfying and good looking and that, is, that it feels awesome to switch between uh, water gameplay and like uh, on the ground. And yeah, that's my game. Okay, so um, is there, I mean, apart from Wind Waker, you already said that has been an inspiration for you, um, but is there a another game you would cite as an inspiration, as a direct inspiration or indirect inspiration for your game? Of course. Uh, like, um, I always say this game is inspired by two different games. Uh, the one side is Wind Waker, of course, and on the other side is Hollow Knight. I really love Hollow Knight. It's, the game is not a Metroidvania like Hollow Knight, but from physics and Hollow Knight, so I wanted to implement like features from Hollow Knight too. I, I really think Hollow Knight is a great game from, from gameplay and from design, for example. I really love the, the open and like you you want to explore the whole world you want to find every secret and i also want to implement this uh, feeling in my game too so i implemented many different secrets and hidden areas into my game and yeah my game is really inspired by wind waker and hollow knight not from the aesthetic but from like the game design a bit and also like the whole setting a bit from wind waker with the ocean world and the different islands but these are just two games i really love to play and wind waker was also one of my all-time favorite games and i really loved it back then so basically wind waker and hollow knight are your biggest inspirations to make the game i mean you could obviously find worse uh role models for your game when i mean you're a solo dev right and you you all tell me about like an overworld map and 2d dungeons and whatnot and what what i personally see a lot of the time happening and this might be a little bit of a controversial question, uh, is that a lot of devs, especially indie devs with their first project, get really excited, maybe a little bit too excited, and then they bite off more than they can chew. Uh, are, you, are you prepared to really put in the work that is required to make a game? Because making games is hard shit. Yes, I, I, really, I really love this question, and it's really something that like it's on my mind all the time like am i good enough to make this game because it's of course it's my first like big game before i only developed small prototypes and and it wasn't like many games before i it was like uh, small unfinished prototypes with like one to two months of development so uh, this project i developed for like 1.5 years now years now it's really something different and it's like the goal is from uh, like a small mountain to the mount everest for me personally it's just a whole different world and i really struggled a lot from feature creep i think that's what you want to mention like putting every feature you which came to your mind into the game and it's what makes me really um, sad about game development sometimes because like feature creep destroys like your mindset and destroys uh, many destroyed many deaths before so i had to uh, find a way to avoid feature creep 
I, I already suffered from it, so I wanted to already uh, also get it out of my out of my project. So I came to the decision uh, a half a year ago, I think, to make a list of all the features I want to build in my game, and I never added new features into the game back then. So I just uh, work over this list with all my features I wanted into my game originally, and I won't edit this list. Uh, so I won't add some more features to it till this list is like worked up if you know what i mean so uh, i don't want to add features during this development now because every feature i want in my game and every feature that should be in my game is in this list and like um, when this list is completed this game is 100% playable and enjoyable and i already uh, like catch my myself playing this game for hours when developing this so it's really like i'm developing it for like Almost every day I, I work in Unity on the game, <laughs> and every day I also like keep playing it and I can't stop. It's really something that makes me happy about the game, because it means for me that I'm on the right track. If the dev who works on the game all the time wants to play it, and also the, like, the, the players really give me valuable feedback. Uh, like small things, like change the setting, I make, I, I like try to... Um, implement immediately but only the small tweaks on ui for example that makes the game more uh, understandable but i won't uh, like i said i won't add any more bigger things and I, i'm really aware of feature creep and i really want to finish this game um in time so i, I really do, like stick to the list okay um so is that and so this list with the feature is basically already the start of a game design document did you expand on that list in the sense that you wrote more rules and stuff for your um game down or did you in um or did you just like write down the features that the game is going to have and then close it. So did, what I'm asking essentially is, did you expand to a game design document or just left it at the list? Right now I am uh, like trying to, for example, get some like data on my game. I want to um, make some Word documents about the game, for example, also for the post-release. So when someone for, when someone wants to invite me to share about my game, so I like, um, for example, one thing I really try to do is I keep every single art piece of the game to make it a game design document uh, when I need some, for example, for pitches. But right now, personally, I don't, don't have a game design document. I just have this list, but to be fair, I'm already at the end of the development. So I'm finishing up the third dungeon. And after this, like I'm only developing the boss fight. So I'm just like at the final step. So there's not not much on the list anymore to be to be honest so uh, very soon i will send the game to my playtesters to like find some final tweaks and after that i i'm finished from my side with the game development when the, the bugs and the final features are implemented and so i'm just not that early in the development to uh, that it would be like reasonable to make a game with a document i had i I should have done it way, way more earlier, but it's my first game, so I made many mistakes, and I'm really like aware of the mistakes, and I'm really connect collecting a list of mistakes I made, for example, and I'm trying to avoid those mistakes for the next game. So I'm really learning from from my mistakes, I think. <laughs> well, we all learn from our mistakes, hopefully, while some don't. How long do you still think you're going to develop your game? Do you have already a, a rough like timeline when it's going to be finished or do you still when it, 
do you have like still when it's done as your release? Oh, right now I'm planning to finish development in the beginning to mid of November. It's on my plan and I'm actually like, uh, like I'm in front of my schedule. So I will probably finish it earlier because like I, I get got uh, one month for the boss fight and this should be more than enough to show you something. Like on the Necranios boss fight, I spent like one weekend. So I like have this kind of system to implement bosses and I really spent way, way too much time early on but I'm really, really thankful for that. I spend way too much uh, time early on to implement systems. And those systems, for example, are my inventory system, my saving system. And this saving system, for example, I like coded almost a year ago and I, I, I like added one dungeon, a second dungeon, the water map, and I don't have to edit the save script because it's like modular. So I don't have to edit it any anymore. It's just, I like, make a new slot in my list and uh, in my list from the code and then I have a new sa save slot for example and it's really like developing the systems early on gave me so much time right now because I could like focus on other things like the content of the game other than the, the like the technical things of the game like the systems and for example also I, I wrote a boss uh, boss system and I only have to like code and animate the attacks but it's uh, the, like the algorithm is uh, really um, there already so like implementing a boss fight right now takes me to one week uh, like a final boss fight one to two weeks uh, but I also like spend one to two weeks for like feedback and uh, edit uh, like making it really polished if you know what i mean so right now i'm planning as i said to to be end of the development at um, early november it should be early november should be a good good uh, guess i think do you want to release your game for free or do you already have like uh, or do you want to charge for it just you don't have to tell me how much just curious um like i made some um thoughts of myself public so I already thought of 10 10 dollars so I don't have to hide it because I already already published this uh, decision but I'm really like people t tell me to hire the price because um, it's really 10 many people like no one before told me to make it cheaper and the people always tell me to like you spend two years on this game and it's really great and like if it has six to eight hours of length you should charge more than ten dollars for it but i'm like i want to make it accessible for everybody i'm not like i don't want to be a millionaire from this game it would be cool if i could like live uh, like a few years from it and may maybe financial the next game with my first game it would be really like uh, changing for myself and for my mindset because I could then probably make games full-time really soon and th this would be my personal dream but uh, like right now my goal is to make it for everybody so I pl also plan to edit the demo and like publish uh, updated demo really soon uh, due to an event which is happening really soon and uh, like this demo should be should key stay online because I don't think I don't see any reasons to take a demo down after release because the demo is like something players can uh, play when they like think the game is interesting from the trailer they can play the demo like the demo contains 40 to 30 to 40 minutes the first dungeon and I really like this uh, aspect when you see a game from the trailer and you go like oh this looks really interesting and then you play the demo and then the demo gives you the final the final push to buy the game in 
with full price. And then I also like think ten, ten dollars, fifteen dollars uh, are really reasonable for the game. Yeah, that, that that sounds like an okay price range. Um, so you you mentioned earlier that you are an, a solo indie dev. Did you outsource any of the stuff that you did, or did you really do everything? Did you do the music? Did you do the art? I mean, the art probably yes. Um, did you? probably the coding as well but did you like do anything or let anybody do something for cash right now i'm like i do everything myself except the music the background music is right now outsourced i already like collected all the licenses like it's a public license so um cc0 and i collected it like to just to go safe and uh, so this music is uh, took from um, Open Gamer, I think. I also credited the the people. They don't don't like really. It's not needed to uh, like uh, credit them, but I really think they made good music. So I gave them a spot on my Steam site uh, at the bottom, I think, where the credits are. And I really want to like support also the music musicians because they do a great job, and I really like their work. Right now, I'm also talking to some musicians right now they i met some at the gamescom for example and they like uh, wanted me to make the game music for my game i i just said like uh, you can make a free demo and i can decide if you want to uh, if we will collaborate on the game and like right now i have um, some musicians to choose from i i haven't heard some something of them before they just wanted to make a demo for my for my game for the music like one minute of music and i was like okay go for it and m maybe I will find a musician and I don't have to outsource because and I could like take uh, someone in the in the team if you know what I mean but uh, right now I'm doing like the code and the other things is all from myself I uh, also like uh, it was really funny to make the sound design because like for example like all monkeys sound myself I made them with my mouth and it's really like one thing that's really funny and I really love to make sound effects uh, but yeah right now I also like struggled a lot with marketing and social media but uh, i think you have to learn it if you go solo so i dived into it and i like everything except the music i tried to do myself yeah so um you're essentially really a one-man show if you like look back or uh of the development of your game is there one thing where you say I shouldn't have done that and that uh, needs improvement and another thing where you're really proud of yes and uh, that's a thing I really love to say to other devs I when I started with the game I really focused on the art completely I I just for example there this this one room in the second floor of the game which is completely hand-drawn and it was like one week of work because it's my first time drawing pixel art it's my first pixel art game and also I never drew pixel art before so it's like I learned a lot on my on my um, my journey. I started with like every sprite had a completely different resolution, and the player looked way more high res than the background. Right now, I'm also struggling a bit with it. Uh, 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 of course, also the UI is really like UI is a really hard thing for me to get in the same uh, resolutions but i'm trying to improve myself and edit it uh, i'm editing it uh, right now to make the ui fit and like this it looks like really one one screen and not like a, a different uh, sprites everywhere so uh, 
like this is one thing I really am proud of, the improvement of my pixel art. And the thing I'm really like, I shouldn't focus so much on the art in general. So like right now I learned a tool a few months ago, which is called, uh, it's really popular, it's like tile maps and every pixel art game like with uh, like this, every uh, most platformer games, uh, to be fair, uh, use this uh, tile map feature where you just like draw a tile set and you can like make like a puzzle so you can have this different like chunks of pixels and you can just like uh, you don't have to draw every background or every stage on your own you can just uh, use a tile set or tile map to like uh, it's really uh, a really great thing I've, i i uh I think, and if you, uh, I th think you can like research on the internet. It's really a great feature for us indie devs. For, uh, of course, also if you, uh, if you're a one-man army and don't have, like, you have to focus on every, uh, everything, not only on the art. Uh, time maps really do the job for you and like for example to um like give you a picture of what i mean uh, earlier on the first dungeon took me like with to make the dungeon seven to eight months so i spent uh, almost the first uh, whole year to make the first dungeon because i draw um, like many rooms on uh, myself i later on found out when I when I made the the fourth floor, I think where the minecart was, I later on I found the uh, like tile tile map feature and then I started to make it uh, to implement it and like the the third dungeon for example took me like one day to block out and another three days to find find to make the final art for the dungeon. But it's really like time saving this tile map and it also looks like similar or like almost better um, for me than the, the hand-painted because just the hand-painted it's just too time-consuming if you have like one person who makes pixel art and another person like if you have a team it's like more doable I think but also I could spend like three years and I could like make every room hand-painted but that's not what I want to do I want to make this game and it's just my first game so I don't want to spend way more time on it to be honest. I want to like get it to the players and I want to make a good product and not way, uh, like spend my whole life developing this whole game, this one game. Okay, that is, that, that sounds not bad. Uh, so you, you're really reflecting on what you're doing is what I get here and, and that's always good because it's how we learn. Is there anything else you want to tell people about your game right now? Uh, anything you want to share? Like, I would definitely love to announce that like in I think from the 14th to the 23rd, there's a Dreamhack, uh, and I'm a Dreamhack Indie Showcase, and I really want to announce that um, on the 14th, I will upload a new demo on Steam, um, like to to celebrate this, uh, this Indie Showcase. I want to give a new demo to the players with like more content, and also like many bug fixes and many like better controller support, for example, so the game will be much more enjoyable for you players. So it would be awesome if you could check the, the game out on the four team or right now if you want to like feel free to check it out i would love to get some feedback and where can we find you um i have social medias on tiktok for example i'm um uh, my links are for probably in the description but uh, on social media on tiktok i my name you can just look for Marcus adventure you will find my german profile there it has a 
pretty like cool community, like really supportive and they give me great ideas. So if you want to give me ideas, you can probably also join my Discord or like go to the TikTok and I read almost every comment. So feel free to like give me your ideas and I would love to like make bug fixes, for example, or fix uh, the things you don't like. I really love to work with the community and not like only for the community, if you know what I mean. Yes. Okay. So all social links and a link to the Steam page of the game will be in the description. So check that out if you're interested. And now we're moving on to the meat and potato of everything. Well, we come out of the meat and potato of everything and uh, talk a little bit about what's going on in the game industry right now because I want to know your take. So you already said at the start you are 19 years old. You're relatively young. Um, how did you get in touch with video games first? I got in touch with video games and I also like I, I got uh, 20 like a few days ago so I'm not 19 uh, or, uh, anymore. I On the 18th I turned 20. So Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I dived into video games in my childhood. I really loved like playing Nintendo and I, I got through it maybe also because of like I have an older brother and he was like two years older than me and we we love to play together the Mario Bros series for example I started with multiplayer games a lot also Minecraft back then and I really love to to dive into this world worlds and like explore and like get out of the normal life and maybe also like I wanted to be stronger than in real life to to play a stronger character for example and I loved it back then I really loved it. So yeah, that's uh, how I came back uh, to video games, like, oh, like through my older brother, um, and also like everyone in my school played video games, so I had to play it too. You had to play too. Sounds almost like somebody forced you at gunpoint. <laughs> so what what would you say are uh, I mean apart from Wind Waker and from um, Hollow Knight, what are some of your favorite games? Some of my favorite games are Minecraft. I really loved Minecraft. I I played it way too much. I like my school grade suffered, but I'm I was really like uh, there was one server I I. I oh, I always uh, played PvP, so against other players. I earlier when I was younger, I played a lot of uh, like on a server with my friends or like only single player. But later later on, when I was like 11 or 12, I dived into PvP and uh, like there were really popular servers in the German um, Minecraft uh, community. And I spent like every day after school, I played Minecraft. And of course, like in 2017, and I also started with uh, like Fortnite. I was uh, at the beginning of the first season, uh, at the beginning of the uh, second season. So at the end of the, like the last days of the first season, I uh, started with Minecraft, Fortnite. And it really like, like playing those games with my friends are like, it's like, I, I really love this time. And like also, um, during the Fortnite time, I switched over to Overwatch. So I like um, I focused on Overwatch back then because m many of my friends played Overwatch. They, they like switched from Fortnite to Overwatch, and I wanted to switch too because the one thing I always keep is that I only like when I grew up, I only wanted to play multiplayer games because like I haven't found any single player games really except those small those uh, like uh, exceptions i really haven't found any games that really i really liked and i really love to chat to my with my friends on discord and talk to them and like play a team game with them it's really 
what uh, makes uh, the friendship better to like when you meet in school and meet like outside in the city and after that you came come home and play a round of Overwatch for example. It was really something that I loved and which uh, like it uh, accompanied a bit also with my school so I like I I really uh, suffered from um, bad feelings in school because school made like you go outside in the morning when it's dark and you come back uh, in the evening when it's dark so just like this li life was really uh, hard in school so I, I, Playing Overwatch with my friends really made the day better for myself. So video games also was a, like kind of a ter therapy for myself, and I really loved it. I'm happy to hear that 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 it did something good for you because it's normally uh, also a thing that video games can do. They can be very uh, good or they can be very positive for someone. So if you if you look at, like are you are you following the news around games? Are you interested at all in what's happening in the gaming industry or what what what's going on? Um, are you in the know as they say? I'm really right now since I'm also an indie developer I'm really interested in indie games. I like I lost my interest in AAA games like of course I watch an Eternal Direct or State of Play and those other big uh, awards and other big like online events and uh, announcement shows but like I always love to to chat with other indie devs and talk to them and like catch their feelings and share our mindset like the indie community is so supportive and I really love it and I always will love to play indie games from other friends so that's a big thing that changed when I started developing my own games. Earlier on, I watched a lot of um, like AAA uh, games and I played them a lot. But through the game development, I started to focus on indie games. I also like love this indie showcases and also I really love to read reviews, for example, from my friends' games. And it's really like it gives me the um, like it gives me the power to power through the development. Like when I see oh this game got a review. I want to get there too one time, uh, one time soon. So I really like seeing those indie reviews and seeing the press really supporting indies makes me really happy. And I always love to chat with uh, someone from the press because they also like they also have uh, different standpoints because it's really hard for press right now because like they have to focus on like reviewing games. Of course, that make money because like this is their job to to. Re Right review, so they can't give every like unknown developer a, a review because they just it's really really hard for them too, and it's really a hard time because they only like only make money from writing reviews, and if they don't write about games that are a big interest from the players, so if they don't write about like Hollow Knight, which has a huge community, I think um, many of them would like change their jobs because they, of course, they need money to live, and it's really something I uh, I, I like see right now these days in uh, on Twitter, for example, like many. Uh, press uh, outlets like uh, talk to us like readers and us uh, com to our community really open and they tell their like problems and it's really great to help them by reading for example and uh, like deactivating the ad blocker to like maybe help them out or, or for example they also like use patreon i really love to support them because we should support each other i think yeah that's a good mindset normally if you like i mean it's as a content creator, I can tell you one thing. Um, supporting one another uh, works to a certain extent, so don't have too much of a high expectation, but yeah, it uh, definitely um, 
you you have like so i think that's that's really good what you're saying um as a content creator i can tell you that sometimes these uh um like the, the supporting each other can work but sometimes it also can so it all depends a little bit on the expectations that people have um did you um did you hear what the CEO of the of the Unity engine said? So basically, the the company that provides the Unity engine, the CEO. Did you hear what he said? Uh, I I really um, remember the day where Twitter was flooded with uh, hateful comments to Unity, and I also like tried to get into it, but it's really like I I like don't have time seriously to focus on everything but of course i like get those points that i think they made a par partnerships with companies for example that are known for malware so they and also like the ceo i think said something like game devs who don't getting like a commercial do the development are idiots i think he said and um, so no so what, what he what he effectively said you were pretty close but the, the quote goes more like um if you don't focus on monetization first when you make a game then you're a fucking idiot yeah so what what do you think about something like that when you hear somebody say something like that to be honest i don't really get it like personally i funded my game on my own it's just I'm I'm a 20 year old guy sitting like I have a normal life like I'm not full time developing video games sadly I would love to but I don't think about monetizing uh, due to development and I haven't like got into contact with it like many friends for example uh, like to develop the game full time and spend all the time to make the game they like um, got funding. But like I don't think that it's uh, necessary to uh, necessary to like take money during development. Um, I really think that everybody should decide on its own, and I really like don't really like his mindset. But many people said that they would quit Unity, and I don't think that's the solution to just quit it. And like I, I heard from one developer who worked four years on a game, and he wanted to switch to another engine. And I won't, don't want to like imagine how much work, and I, like he would have to like start from zero, if you know what I mean. Uh, he, of course, he has this like art files, and but the programming language is different, and you have you like start at twenty percent where you were, and I really don't think that's the right thing to do because it will just let you to not release your game on your planned schedule. I will this will not like uh, change my mind. I will st I will stick to Unity because I spent like the last two years learning Unity, and I don't really um, want to switch right now. But I don't know what happens in the future. Maybe like the engine. Uh, changes something and I will I, I'm required to switch over to develop my game but right now I will just like I'm interested in those uh, things but I'm not like trying to change like by changing the engine or posting weird hate comments on Twitter uh, yeah that's my thoughts about it I mean it's I, I don't think that necessarily all of those comments were hate comments I feel like it is legitimate criticism uh, to say that while obviously it is important um, to not Starve. Um, it's also important to not forget that not everybody wants to make all the money in the world and isn't an idiot because of it. Um, the, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like the the John Riccitello overshot the mark by like a lot when he said that. So, um, but yeah, that's 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 my uh, 
point of view. And he should be rightfully called out for that. Uh, the other thing with um, Unity going together with, with, the, with this other company was more like because they want to go more into the direction of microtransactions and more monetization options for game devs. And obviously that's also a huge point of contention at the moment because microtransaction loot boxes and uh, also like the metaverse, NFTs and whatnot are being forced on gamers. I think most gamers do not even want that kind of stuff. Though, of course, there's going to be backlash in some way. Yeah, but in in the end, um, it, it's it's what it is. So so if you, I mean, I I already asked you basically that um, um, is there is there like a trend in the video game industry that you really dislike at the moment? Mm, right now, like. Um there's nothing really that comes to my mind immediately when I think about what do I don't like about video game, about the industry. But to be to be fair, I don't like focus too much on getting into the like into what's new there and like maybe there are also like this triple A companies that like make very like make many things that people don't like. But to be honest, I just don't this uh, like uh, like watch their news for example. I, I, for example, when I see a game I really like, like The Legend of Zelda, the new like The Tears of Kingdom, I think is the name, and of course I get the news and I watch the direct, but I think the most things that people don't like happen in the AAA area. Uh, I haven't heard of any big things happening in the indie areas, like I'm really, um, Twitter is really, I have like the whole indie community like I, I've tried to follow many people and like I also go to this indie outlets which um, like review indie games or talk about the indie uh, indie uh, community right now but I haven't haven't actually saw anything that is really like bad about indie games so I would say like maybe there's something in the AAA area but I don't know it to be to be honest is there is there a positive trend that comes to mind that you really like at the moment uh, yeah I really like this support support on like Twitter like I see many like right now I see many press outlets also like big press outlets like Kotaku for example or PC gamer and like it's really like really new on my feed that I see many different faces like from um, different like popular reviewers with like thousands of uh, readers on their reviews and they, they like they are like pop on my um, on my feed and they just like they are there and tell us about their feelings and I really like this open-minded um, open -minded mindset of the indie uh, community and I also like love that indie devs like help each other for example uh, one thing that I really I like released this announcement trailer of the release date a few days ago and many game devs I aspire and I like uh, look up to my, my idols like retweeted and like they supported me and this was one thing I, I, it was like awesome in my opinion and just like to to get support from people that I support by watching their videos and like from people that I look 
look up to and I want to get in their footsteps and for example there's this one guy he's like uh, he uh, he went full time and it's really like I want to get there too and he retweeted me and like gave me some support and gave me advices via Twitter DM it's really like uh, it was really um, really special for me and it really made my day to read a DM from him giving me advices how to improve my steam page and like they are like like slide in my dm and just uh, like congratulations how is development going and there are really great conversations and i really love this this trend right now and i think it also changed a lot because right now the 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 thing is really popular that the indie community like indie games get way more welcomed than triple a games just because of uh, like there are many different game indie developers and every developer tries to make a stream game and puts all his heart and effort into um, the game and i really think that's what makes the game special special and i really love that we get support okay. it's really something awesome yeah that 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 is a good tune i i will agree to that exactly i have a good question for you how can indie games save the world? Indie games save the world just because they, they make uh, people happy. Like for example, my day, I had a pretty bad day uh, like a few months ago and I saw this game called A Short Hike. And this game is a really short game. Like I, I played it through in like two to two hours, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not that short, but it's like I played AAA games before that have like uh, Minecraft, like uh, infinite uh, play hours. And I play the game for many year, years so a two-hour game is really short for me personally mm -hmm. and uh, i played this game and this game really like the whole atmosphere this made my day better and like two hours took me to like this improved my day by 200 percent and i really say i would say that like uh, to all developers finish your games because your games can make others other days more more happier and like you can really change also change other people's life i um like for example, I heard the story from a game dev. He developed his game with a fox. It's called the first tree. And like he heard from after release, he heard from players that like it changed their whole life because there was one kid that plays the game. And after the, playing this game, like she was way more open-minded and she gave hugs to other other people and like she was way more like not introvert. She was way more like she she um, really like spent the love with other people and this made every everyone in the, the family happier and like only f like this developer changed the whole family's life and this is just something that really really makes me happy any famous last words um i don't want to promote myself so i just want to say uh, like it was a great great time with you here uh, like if all my links are in the descri description I, I guess so like if you want to check my work out you can just go to the description I, I think and it was also really great to talk to you i had a great time here it was really like a, a good conversation and it, it was like good topics and i really would love to like maybe uh, at a later point if you have um something just uh, reach out to me and i would love to collaborate it's really a great podcast um i will definitely bring you on again once your game is released and then we can go some more in depth so awesome. thank you 
um, for joining and thank you for being here. This has been the Orcocast and the Orcosaurus. You can find me on all socials as the Orcosaurus if you just specifically want to follow the podcast. It's Orcocast on Twitter and everywhere else actually as well. If you want to support me, you can check out my Patreon. It's the Orcosaurus on Patreon and you get access to the podcast early um, and you get some other nice stuff like access to my Discord. Depends on what you want, obviously. And uh, yeah, I stream on Twitch uh, every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at um, 6 p.m. Central European Summertime. So check that out and... That's been me, and thank you for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.